Welcome to the Culture of Kindness podcast. Have you wondered about the direction the world is going? Wondered if you and the rest of the world are connecting in a healthy way? I can see it in others, and now I've changed the lens through which I see the world, and to be kind is the only possible result. You don't have the language of talking, it's kind of almost a language of kindness. In this podcast, we discuss everything from what makes a brilliant leader to where is the world going on our current trajectory? And how can we make a culture of kindness? And do we actually need to? Or are we doing all right, just as we are? It's roughly 2,000 years since some bloke got nailed to a tree for suggesting that we should all be a little bit nicer to each other. And I fear that over the last 2,000 years, we haven't moved on very far from that. Inherently, humans are very badly flawed. And there, there is... I, Nahala Summers, became obsessed about the power of kindness after it was the kindness of a stranger that changed my life. So now I am lucky enough to talk to the most eclectic mix of people, probably on any podcast. Come inside and subscribe. It will open your mind and world up to the best examples of living life wholeheartedly. You look on the Facebook, even when you look on the comments on BBC, everyone goes, oh, I hate bullies. But then that's like saying, I hate water. You know, bullies have come from somewhere. And what was good? Tap on my shoulder from somewhere that said, you cannot just do an act of kindness in a day and that be good enough. Hey, Nala. Hi, wonderful. So how are you? I'm, I'm very well. We've, we've only spoken a few times, but I feel like I know you and Liz so well. <laughs> I am so sorry that it has taken so long. <laughs> no, I completely appreciate your time. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so, so much. I'm um, unbelievably grateful. Um and fascinated to find out more about what how you bring kindness into the workplace as well to, for yourself. I guess first of all, um, I know what you do, but in terms of the listeners, what is it that you do within your work, and what makes you happy? Oh well, the, the place I have to start has to be um, my family. Um, married to Claire, have three children, um, and then to me. Family is absolutely everything. That's the source of my happiness. And it's why I go to work. It's why I do what I do. Um, and it's why I get up every morning. Uh, but when I look at the, my career, it's also when I think about what makes me tick. Of course, it's not the salary. It's actually about what I do at work and, and how I do it. And it's kind of, I guess that's been shaped over the last 25 years. I left university, went to um, bearings, the, the investment bank. And I was there for a couple of years and actually decided I then shifted over to, to Brunswick, the communications consultancy, where I just, I loved building really deep relationships with clients and working out how to help them think about how they build and protect their company's reputations. And it was, that's really key because it was at Brunswick, and then now in my role as communications director at Aviva, where 
I kind of focused on this idea of building reputation from the inside out. And mm-hmm. the, the team here are, are, are really aware of it. And, and for me, it's all about your reputation is completely built on your actions rather than your words. Mm-hmm. It's not through spin or propaganda. And enduring reputation is built through the, you know, through the behaviors every day um, mm-hmm. throughout the whole organization, uh, through a strong culture. And for me, really, kindness is probably one of the key values that underpins those actions every day. Mm. How do you balance kindness with getting the job done? Because you have a, a, a big job there and, and there must be times when there's a pressure on um, within your working life. How do you balance that? It's really interesting. See, I see no difference between kindness and success at work. Um, for me, it's really simple. It's really simple. And, and my team are aware of this in the way I, I talk, I hope, is that kind teams are strong teams. And strong teams simply outperform. Um, so there is no, there's no need to balance uh, kindness with success, because actually I think kindness drives success. Mm. Um, I actually, I mean, I, we've, we've chatted about it before, but my, one of my most influential, uh, most people who had most influence on me was my, my grandfather, my late grandfather, who's a really special man. And he was very successful, but also he said to me, Nigel, one of the most underrated management qualities is kindness. Um, and he really impressed upon me the fact that kindness isn't a soft concept. You know, kindness is about, it's not a weakness. Too often, <clears throat> excuse me, kindness is referred to as a weakness, and it's just not. It's about strength. It's about empathy. It's about listening, putting yourself in other people's shoes. Because so often preconceptions and misconceptions, I mean, for me, it's about a real sense of openness and clarity. And that takes strength. You, know, you need to be open and honest with people to be kind to them. Sometimes it's about having the, the tough conversations up front and openly uh, with them. Of course, it's about celebrating success um, and, and really motivating people. But there's a, there's a harder sign to kindness as well, because if, if, for example, there's underperformance in the team, then the kindest thing for the team is, is to help, and to that person, is to help that person think about how they can improve their performance because it's better for the individual and it's better for the team. Mm. What, what are the things that you put into your team to encourage um, uh, and incorporate kindness within it? Are there certain things that you do that you're consciously aware of that you try to bring to the team to do that? The most important thing for me is a sense of trust um, and a sense of supporting one another and being prepared to have really open conversations. I mean, really open conversations in the room so that if there are issues or concerns, then people talk about them openly and honestly with each other. So it's encouraging. um, For me, it's about encouraging a real culture of openness and inclusivity so that there's a real sense of sense of empathy that runs through the team because without understanding how other people are feeling i think it's incredibly difficult to 
to have that sense of kindness that, that should underpin the team. I mean, the, the funny thing is, I, I must say, one of the things, just reflecting on this conversation now, um, I actually find it, um, no, I, I find it bizarrely uncomfortable talking about kindness because for me, it's something that should be felt rather than necessarily talked about. Um, uh, it should be about the little actions every day um, and they should be acts of kindness that, that nobody necessarily sees. Um, I, I do have a sense of frustration when you see sometimes potentially some ostentatious acts of kindness. And that, to me, is not genuine kindness. Kindness is about a real authenticity. It's about something that flows through everything you do, whether, you, whether it's seen or, 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 or unseen, but particularly when it's unseen. I absolutely agree. And there's there's a challenge, isn't there, with kindness? Because, you know, I have this conversation a lot and and I'm obviously a promoter of the behaviour of kindness. I investigate it, study it. And what I find is people say, oh, well, I, I don't need to, I don't need to talk about it and I don't need to tell anyone because I just do it. And my, on the other side, I have the conversation with, uh, saying, well, at some point we need to have the conversation around kindness because we are promoting our children to be kinder. And so if we don't start to have a conversation about it, for those people that have not been brought up with it, maybe, um, it's important that we start to say, yes, actually, we're not going to tolerate unkindness. And we really want to promote kindness within our communities and within our, within our certainly within our country and the wider world um how do you think that goes i completely agree i completely agree because again it comes back to this point i think there's actually there's too much misunderstanding about kindness too often kindness is seen as a as a weakness and it just simply isn't the, the very strongest people are, are are truly kind people the people who 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 create the most trust around them in terms of uh, of leaders are are genuinely kind, genuinely kind people. Um, so no, I I absolutely absolutely agree with that. I mean, kindness is so important in terms of our well-being as well, and well-being within the corporate world. And I, and I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with the Vivas, but I imagine that they have got an emphasis on it um, as a major corporation, as as most have. Do you believe that kindness and well-being kind of go hand in hand? Do you think that they impact each other? Yeah, absolutely. It's so important, particularly mental well-being. You know, I think that that is actually one of the things, it's one of the things that worries me probably the most in the workplace is, is mental well-being because it's, it's so often so difficult to, to spot where there are where there are problems and just taking the time and it does take time uh, and real knowledge of the team to, to know how people are thinking and feeling is incredibly important. So, yeah, I think that I think the link between um, uh, kindness and well-being is, is crystal clear. But interesting also, there's another reflection I've got, which is actually also kindness to yourself. Um, you know, we all know the phrase, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Actually, um, in order to be in order to be kind, uh, it's really important to have a self awareness in terms of looking after yourself as well. 
um, because I think stress and pressure can immediately impact the degree to which you have empathy for others. Um, so leaders looking after themselves is equally, equally important. Mm. Yes, you kind of bring up about the emotional intelligence side of things there. Do you think that emotional intelligence has been quite underrated within its, um, within its needs within, for people and within companies? I, I think hugely so. I mean, actually, I'd say, um, fair enough, point, point out a, a leader that has enduring success and leaves an enduring legacy that is not a, a truly kind person. Actually, there are very few. Um, actually, I think that increasingly, increasingly people are seeing that it's not just the numbers. Um, it is actually about how you deliver the numbers that's incredibly important. Um, and that more rounded view of, of leadership is, is a huge step forward and incredibly important mm -hmm. because you know kind leaders motivate teams and uh, you know motivate motivated teams do well. It's back to my that, that point we were chatting about earlier, which is that I genuinely believe that kind teams outperform. Mm, absolutely. How do you believe or have seen that a kindness approach in leadership hits the bottom line for companies? I think it's quite difficult to make that link because kindness doesn't necessarily um, run through the whole organization. However, there is no doubt, there is no doubt that the most engaged teams do well. Um, and the fact is that um, engaged teams uh, will have a sense of empathy within them and a sense of supporting one another when times are difficult, uh, a sense of collaboration, uh, and all of those are important elements of of kindness. So uh, it, it absolutely goes through to the bottom line. You highlighted something very interesting there. It doesn't run through the whole organization. Do you believe there's a way to get a kindness leadership approach to run through the entire organization? I think there's one fairly simple way, which is a phrase that we have in certainly in, in our team here. And, and that is that I have a zero tolerance for a lack of kindness. Mm. So I think they're actually bizarre, the, the, you know, a slightly harder edge to kindness, rather ironically, is something that sometimes helps, which is rather than asking everybody to be kind, it's just to call out where people aren't. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think uh, it should really be, it should form part of re people's reviews. Um, uh, and we should really call out where we see a lack of kindness because we mustn't walk past it. No, no, that's right. You're, you're interestingly, you're the you're only the second person that's come up with that same thing around bringing it up in reviews. It's ingenious, and I think it's it would bring it within the companies and really highlight it. And that and that in lack of tolerance as well to um, for unkindness. You were given the lead, like leading lights for kindness in the workplace. How did that come about? I have no idea. And frankly, <laughs> I'm really rather embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, but what, what I love about the awards, and, and I've interviewed Pinky, who set it up, 
um, was it starts to have a conversation about kindness. It starts to say, no, this, you know, all of these very successful people are leading with kindness and living their best life and giving other people who they work for their best life as well by being kinder. And so for me, I think the awards is, is a great step in the right direction. Um, so you should be honored, not, uh, not embarrassed, I'm sure. Well, I do. I mean, I, I absolutely do feel honored, but um, equally, I quite like to hide my light under a bushel on that one. <laughs> it's, um, um, because actually for me, it's, I, I get the, the fulfillment from just the team every day and, and the conversations that we have as a team every day. Um, you know, it upsets me if, if I hear that something isn't, isn't right in the team or, or somebody isn't well or is, is unhappy and I'm not aware of it. That for me I, 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 is... It's a failing on my part if I'm not aware because and sometimes sometimes I, I, I won't be and usually that comes down to if I'm running too fast um, yeah. and sometimes it's, it's really important for leaders to slow down to stop to listen and just to take in what's going on around them do you think your leadership style has changed over time or do you think that you have always had this style Oh, I think it's definitely changed, um, probably because I was hopeless to start with. <laughs> um, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's changed. Um, I think because actually when I started out, I went on too many leadership courses, you know, 20 odd years ago that talked about you know, a direct leadership style and the need to be, you know, and out there and all the rest of it. Uh, just, just all, all the, sort of the, the classic leadership cliches. Um, and I think increasingly the model of leadership is, is becoming much more rounded. And I, I, actually, I would hope that, that leaders now being, who are coached now actually have the benefit, and young leaders are, 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 are coached with the benefit of a much more rounded view of leadership than, say, say 20 years ago. Um, so I, I, I would hope that you know, if there's, a, if there's a spectrum of leadership from uh, sort of uh, being directional to to listening, I would hope that I am at the listening end of the scale. But equally, equally, the thing I will do, though, is I will listen, but then hopefully I will make the clear decision and then I will insist on, um, on the actions. Um, but the listening part of leadership is incredibly important. That does not mean to say that hard decisions are not taken and then you don't then insist on those decisions being implemented. Mm. But it does mean that the listening is incredibly important. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. Um, my leadership course on a culture of kindness is probably about the, is, is right for the new leaders that are coming in then, I would imagine. Rather than the old style of leadership courses that were about, I love that. I think that's right, and I think also the one thing I would say is I think there are different levels of listening. You know, there's listening of you know taking a quick dipstick test or, or, or almost pretending to listen, through to then a really, you know, a conversational listening, a, a, a real sense of wanting to properly find out what stakeholders think. Um, what the impact of the decision will be. Uh, and so I think the, the, 
being aware of those different levels of listening is incredibly important. You must hear the challenges that your staff have and, and the challenges that they might have personally as well. How do you help your team manage their well-being and how do you manage your own personal well-being? My personal well-being is through, and I try and encourage this with the team, and I, and I talk to the team openly about this, is, is it's life outside work that, that for me creates the balance. You know, I, I mentioned at the start my family. You know, that is absolutely my family life is, is, is my balance. It is my world. Um, and that's where I draw my strength. Um, other people will draw strength from, from different areas, maybe family, maybe friends, maybe hobbies, whatever it may be. Um, but that sense of, of balancing your work and your home life uh, for me is, is incredibly important. Um, in the team, we, we do a lot. I mean, we now work from home one day a week, uh, which is incredible. I, I find incredibly important, not least because also it gives people more thinking time. But I, I just also try to little little things like um, the email culture that we have and the always on culture, and trying to particularly in the communications world that really is a challenge. Really trying to to help the team and the leaders within the team focus on not trying to be always on because frankly it's just not possible um, and finding little ways to make sure that the team has has downtime and has that balance is incredibly important because I think without it you lose you lose you lose perspective you really do absolutely how how do you see kindness outside of your work and the wider world? Do you see that it's um, growing or diminishing for you in the wider wider community? Gosh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> uh, a really good one. A really good one. Because I see it growing in the sense that when you we were talking earlier about how you know leadership models have changed over time and how I think people do see it as being increasingly important and that and how kindness underpins well-being and, and therefore success. Equally, though, um, I see too often in the outside world, often driven by social media, the ability to write people off quickly, the ability to make quick remarks that are hurtful, uh, a sense of intolerance in, in various areas rising. And that, I think, is a, is, a, is a huge shame. So on the one hand, I think there's a greater realisation of the importance of kindness. Yet, on the other hand, there does seem to be a rise in certain causes of intolerance, which, which is deeply upsetting and disappointing. I think, you know, what I see is it, the papers, the media, that, that for me currently just upsets me so much, the way that we talk about our politicians, the, the fights backwards and forwards. It gives this sense that this is how we resolve issues and that isn't, how we should resolve issues. Yeah, I mean, for me, it comes back to listening. It's really interesting, isn't it? You know, you can, the, the cacophony can just build because everybody's trying to put their, their views across without necessarily listening to what's coming back. And, and that, I think, is, that is a real challenge. Um, that competition for, for airtime, that competition for... Uh, the memorable soundbite, um, rather than the the empathetic listening, which, and also, 
um, the bravery to change your mind, the bravery to say, do you know what, the facts have changed, or I've listened, I've really listened, and actually, I'm going to be brave enough to change my mind. I think that's an important element, equally as kindness. Um, That ability to be flexible in in our opinions. I I mentioned uh, earlier this, uh, the danger of preconceptions and misconceptions. You know, it's really important that we don't always think that we're right from the outset and that we absolutely um, are prepared to to change our opinions. Um, What what is the best leadership example that you've had? You know, have you had a leader that you've just thought, yeah, wow, that was just a great example of of some great leadership um, that's really stuck with you? Gosh, it's a really, again, a great question. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's actually a very, it's a very personal one. It's a moment a number of years ago when um, my uh, my wife's sister died of malaria, mm-hmm. uh, very young, and I was working for Brunswick at the time, and uh, we were in the middle of a very, a, a, a very big uh, announcement, and which I was delivering. And I was a junior person in Brunswick at the time. And uh, the partner, a lady called Susan Gilchrist, actually could see that something wasn't right. She didn't know. She could see something wasn't right. Um, and she asked me what was wrong, and I explained. And straight away said, right, go home, help Claire, help the family, and come back when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was was a... For me, it had all, all the elements of kindness in the sense that it, she, she listened, she spotted the issue straight away, but also it was, it was immediate and it was an immediate decision and it really, it really shaped it, it actually was, it had a big influence on me in terms of being able to take those decisions in the moment that help people. Mm-hmm. Um, because it really then motivated me uh, in terms of in the future of working for Brunswick. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a good example, but for me... No, it's, a, it's an excellent yeah. example. It's an excellent example and so well put. Sadly, Nigel, I've come to the end of the podcast already and um, I'm sure people will be in touch to learn more about your leadership approach because you've put it so eloquently and so brilliantly. Um, I always ask one final question, which is always the same. What does a culture of kindness mean to you? It means empathy, openness, honesty, and a real sense of strength. Because fundamentally, for me, I absolutely believe that kindness is a strength not a weakness and that kind teams will always outperform a brilliant way to end the podcast thank you so much nigel for your time and um i really appreciate it as i know the listeners will too i really enjoyed it thank you nala thank you thank you so much for listening to this week's episode whether you're a ceo or department manager you can build a more productive profitable and engaged workforce through adopting the theory laid out in my latest book available on Amazon, 
aptly also named A Culture of Kindness. It will guide you on how to be the type of leader that every employee remembers for all the right reasons. You can also subscribe to the monthly newsletter at www.nahalasummers.com to hear more about the latest talks, courses and upcoming podcast episodes. Thank you.